Welcome to Human Seeking Human, a podcast where Alex just messed up his hair and hey. then fixed it and then grinned at the camera. You weren't supposed to tell. Um, yeah, um. hi, welcome. We also read things from the newspaper that yes. you find funny, whether you like it or not. Um, actually, <laughs> no, sometimes they're funny. not funny. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, because sometimes we have some dark stuff here that should not be considered funny. So you react appropriately finds. to everything. Yes, fast. Fascinating finds from the finest newspapers. I don't know an F word that means newspapers. Newspapers. Uh, newspapers. Five, uh, fascinating finds from the finest newspapers. Um, and the first thing we always do is give the other person a dream date. You told me you're really excited for the one that you have for me. Is that right? I am. I'm nervous you for it. it. If you're excited, it usually means I should be nervous, but I, I want it. Okay, here you go. <clears throat> Abandoned New Jersey teddy bear. Childless, devoted, humorous, husky, single black male seeks childless, affluent, secure, stiletto-heeled, discreetly eccentric, enchantress, 28 to 38, for metro hiking, Movies and bizarre kissing marathons. <laughs> I did. You know what? I did. I, I would say I, I reacted very positively, positively to many parts of that ad. Um, mm. What am I? What kind of enchantress am I? Discreetly eccentric enchantress. Dis- that's so me. Discreetly enchanted. And then... Um, Odd kissing marathons? Is that what Bizarre it kissing marathons. Oh, even better. Bizarre kissing marathons. Like that, That though, I don't know if that sounds good. Like, why does it have to be bizarre? Like, what's bizarre about it? Like, because if I come out of a kissing marathon, I'm like, that was bizarre. That's probably not a good thing. I'd just love to see you in some stiletto heels. <laughs> That's what it was all about. <laughs> yeah. Today, my mom said that I would look really pretty in a dress. And I was like, you're probably right, but no. Dress in stilettos, maybe. Yeah, okay, maybe. She didn't go that far. She probably would say the opposite. She'd be like, no, no, no. Stilettos are not a good look for you. I'll give you a drag makeover sometime. That makes me nervous, but... Okay, never if mind. It, I, I do, I do it for the content, for sure. Is do that the right the reason? For the culture and the con- no, Mainly for the content, hopefully for money, somehow. <laughs> if, if I... You am I if right... I <laughs> attitude for a drag queen if i get something out of it financially i'm so there that's all i care about in life all right yep. all right i'll flip you a quarter <laughs> it's better than nothing hey i was making zero cents dressed the way i am so at least i make 25 cents dressing the way you want me to dress uh yeah but actually no i really like that ad that was a good that was like a well i feel like that was a well put together ad it's from um, the Daily News, 1997, April 13th. My favorite page of any newspaper I've ever read. Get ready for a lot more personals from there in future episodes. I'm excited. I I also like that start, the teddy bear, like a abandoned ten- teddy bear. I, were, did they go through a breakup recently or, or just what happened? Society left them behind kind of thing? It really, like I'm definitely, I feel like I'm hearing some... Like, it's like, I'm an abandoned teddy bear and I'm looking for someone who's affluent and secure. It's like, mm, you look for a sugar mama. Mm, true. Okay, there it is. And they just want someone to hold them and give them lots of money. Uh, 
So really, this person I would Who get doesn't? along because we're looking for the same thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to be held, and I want people to give me money. That's it. Who Is that doesn't? too much to ask for? <sighs> well, I've got your honest dad right here. No. This is no, you don't. No, I don't. You don't have my honest dad. Sorry, that's not what this is called, is it? <laughs> no. I have your dream date. Ah. One of your many. Is that is that okay. more? Right? Yeah, that's better. <laughs> okay, this is from the Lancaster New Era, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, October 4th, 1994. First timer. Divorced white male, 43, 5 foot 10, 165 pounds, light brown hair, hazel eyes. In search of single or divorced white female, 35 to 45, no nonsense, no cutesiness. Please call. (laughs) (laughs) So what I'm getting from this is that you think I'm not cute at all. (laughs) I do feel like no nonsense, no no, cutesiness. you're, you're You're not cutesy. Yeah, that's what I'd say. Is that fair? Is that nicer? Um, This just reminded me also a lot of our show because that's how we run this ship. Mm -hmm. No nonsense. This whole show is nonsense, Andy. What are you talking about? (laughs) I know. I know. (laughs) And and it's pretty freaking cutesy. I'd say it's very cute because look at these faces that are involved in it. Yeah. 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 But... um, yeah, so yeah, no nonsense. That's I was just listening to a podcast, uh, Armchair Expert, where they interviewed Barack Obama, Shepherd, and he was yeah, talking yeah. about how, like, growing up around strong, opinionated women, like, made it hard for him to date women who were, like, trying to impress him and, like, being very sweet, and how, like, he really liked Michelle because she was just, like... I disagree, and here's why you're wrong. And was like super strong-minded, and I was like, "Yeah, Michelle, she's like me." I like that. I like that. That's probably what I. I don't know. I relate to that. I'd say, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Cool. Some people like to be agreed with, and some people like to have discourse. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm not a big. F- I'm not a fan of like always a fan of like fighting and st- or, well not fighting but like arguing and stuff like it depends sometimes it's not worth it but oh yeah i don't i want to be called out on my shit yeah. um which is why i went into podcasting because i get called out weekly on all sorts of shit um usually well, v- very insignificant stuff what yeah i said on all sorts of platforms it's not just like one coming from one person or one place mm-hmm. it's everywhere twitter discord twitch your co-host on the podcast you can't catch a frickin' break. No. Liz texts me a new note every single hour for me. Just not even about the podcast, just in my personal life. Just what I should change about myself every hour. I actually have a note for you now. I think it would be better if you tried to actually be entertaining when we do the <laughs> podcast. Do you think you can make an effort? Oh, you want me to try? I mean, like, I don't try and I'm entertaining. So do you want me to try and be entertaining? Is that what it is? <laughs> I'm sorry that I don't have to work as hard at it as you. Um, Hit me with a textual encounter already. I will. These are uh, these are the I saw you ads and misconnections. Uh, and this one is from the Morning Call. This is from Allentown, Pennsylvania, from April twenty first, nineteen ninety nine. March twenty third, evening, Aldi's, lady in checkout line. I asked about food groups. 
chocolate, light bulbs, peanut butter and jelly. You said it's for five-year-old. Smiled. Coffee? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's it. I don't know. <laughs> this is someone who likes a woman who pushes back. He said, oh, yeah, that's delicious. And she said, this is for a five-year-old. And he was like, wow. Tell me more. Tell me more. I want to hear more about that. Yeah, I asked about chocolate, light bulbs, peanut butter, and jelly. Like, I don't really understand what's happening here. And the five-year-old's getting those things? I don't know why light bulbs are involved either. You didn't have toy light bulbs? Oh, no. Is that a thing that you had? Yeah, yeah. We would smash them. Wow. And then play is with the that, glass. Is that why you just have all that mercury poisoning? Like those those uh, side effects no, from your mercury poisoning? No, that's because I used poisoning? to drink thermometers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Massachusetts is a weird place. <laughs> Are you ready for a way back when? I am ready for a way back when. Why don't you start us off this time? Okay. I would love to. This one is from the Kenton Record in Kenton, Oklahoma from February 1913. Painful, trying times. Housework is hard enough for a healthy woman. The wife who has a bad back, who is weak or tired all the time, finds her duties a heavy burden. Thousands of nervous, discouraged, sickly women have traced their troubles to sick kidneys have found a quick and thorough relief through using Doan's kidney pills. The painful trying times of woman's life are much easier to bear if the kidneys are well. Doan's kidney pills. Yeah. Only 50 cents a box. Wait, kidney pills? Kidney pills. They're pills that help your kidneys. Pills? that help your kidneys and then you can do your housework better as a as a as a woman not you just one one woman might because of all the painful trying times they're going through i i guess i'm curious are the pills for your kidney or are they made out of kidney oh that's a good question because um, it really that really impacts whether or not they're vegan. There is somebody. There is something. Well, okay. I don't know if a human was like, you know what? I consent to you you using my kidneys for these pills. Then they'd be mm-hmm. vegan. But yeah, okay. if they're from animal kidneys, no, they wouldn't be. Um, but yeah, no, there is a, a little testimonial about um, someone who had very sharp pain through their kidneys. It felt like a knife in their kidneys. And so then they took these pills. And it fixed it? Um, Yeah. And then they have no trouble since. Hmm. Interesting. You seem seem like you want these. I I just find elder medicine to be really interesting. I know that Mm -hmm. I've gone through a couple of older magazines and found ads for like, it's like, Heroin for pain, like <laughs> cocaine, an extra pep in your step. Saw this one where it was like an ad for a wooden box for your cocaine. And I was like, wow, I don't want to include those because 
I don't want to glorify drugs, but yeah. I definitely question a lot of the times when I see these kidney pills. I'm like, what's in that, you know? Oh, oh yeah, no, it's sketchy as heck. It's sketchy as heck. 50 cents a box back in the day from some, I don't know, whoever the heck is Doan selling these random kidney pills. I mean, no, it's super sketchy. It's also crazy that you would just buy medicine from, like, a guy <laughs> instead of, like, your doctor prescribes it and sends yeah. it to your pharmacy, which is, like, inside of a CVS. It's just like, oh, somebody took out an ad in the newspaper saying that they could cure my kidney pain. <laughs> These people yeah, didn't know where their kidneys were. How could you feel <laughs> your kidney? So true. And then, but also, uh, a lot of them, yeah, you just write in and include the money in an envelope. And they just send you these pills back. I mean, it's wild, this stuff. And then same, we had that uh, electric belt um, mm-hmm. that helped with certain things. What yeah, things? it's stuff. Um, ejaculation. Right, right, right. I believe. Mm-hmm. It was something like that. Um, and really just weirdness. Weirdness in these ads. I don't know. So, yeah, that's why I included it. Not because I'm promoting this, by the way. Uh, Doan's kidney pills... I I I use them daily, but you don't have to. I just really, to. I just love them so much, and they save my life and the lives of all of my family family members. Thank you to Dome's Kidney Pills for <laughs> sponsoring this episode. We wouldn't be able to be here without your sponsorship, your dirty blood money, <laughs> and we appreciate it. Um. Okay. What do you have for us. This one is is interesting. This one is four teenage girls stage hoax drowning. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. This is from North Adams, Massachusetts on August 19th, which is my brother's birthday, 1970. Fears of a drowning at the Briggsville Dam in Clarksburg about 8.30 last night were quickly allayed when four girls admitted as police and firefighters arrived on the scene that the drowning was a hoax. Acting Police Chief John Scarbo of Clarksburg told this transcript that four girls, aged 14 and 15, decided to play a trick on the brother of one of them by saying she had slipped over the dam into the water. The victim hid in tall grass and the brother was told she was in the water. But then another boy, hearing the report, ran home and told his mother a girl was drowning. Acting Chief Scarbo heard of the situation while he and a dozen members of the Clarksburg Volunteer Fire Company were having a drill session about a mile and a half away. The police, Scarbo, and patrolmen Alden Jones and William McConnell and the fire company went to the dam where they joined two dozen parents who were beginning to search in the water. The fire alarm was not sounded because the company was in a drill session. The girls admitted the incident was a hoax after the rescue teams arrived. Wow. That's a bold hoax. That's bold. I, I don't know. I That's a lot. That's like, the I kind of pranks, mean joke lot. you could only play when you're 14. Yeah. <laughs> no other age would you think, oh, you know what would be funny? Let's tell my brother I'm dead. <laughs> I don't know. I do that to my sister a lot. <laughs> Send her a text like stages hoax drowning. (laughs) All of the Cleveland Fire Department came out to find him just relaxing, floating in the pond, totally fine, (laughs) giggling to himself like a teenage girl. 
I'd get I'd I'd get arrested. I'd probably be put in jail for that one. Um, I think I'm I'm old enough. I'm at an age where if I pull a hoax like that and waste uh, uh, the the county's resources, I'd I'd probably get some jail time or at least a nice hefty fine. Hefty, hefty fine. I I wonder what happened to these girls. I mean, I'm they're probably rotting in jail still. Um, We can only hope. We can only hope. (laughs) We can Uh, only hope. (laughs) These damn teenage girls. <laughs> Menaces to society. I um yeah, but I hope that the YouTube video I make when I do this hoax earns enough money to pay off any of those fines and then gives me some profit. Like I want I to drowned be a prank. Yeah. Fail. <laughs> Police and fire department show up, not clickbait. <laughs> oh wow. Um I might have to throw you a quarter. For uh, basically writing out writing out my title for that video, nice. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I can't wait. Gosh, you know, that's I do a, that's social media marketing for a living, Zandy. Okay. I thought you do this podcast for a living. Where, what are your priorities here? I'm confused. I don't know if I, I don't know if I get <laughs> a living should... yet from this podcast. Can you guys pay for a paid subscription? Thanks. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, yeah, actually, good good segue. Good job. Good job. We did it. We found a way Hang to on. tell them to subscribe to us. That's why we had to be sponsored by Big Kidney Pills. <laughs> if you want to stop hearing ads for Don's Kidney Pills, send us your money uh, so we just ha- can stop taking Don's. But it's Send us 50 cents in an envelope and we'll send you back a substance in the shape of a pill that will help oh one of your God. organs. <laughs> we won't say which one. We won't tell you the ingredients. We won't give you any qualifications for why you should buy it from us. Mm-hmm. But you should. You should. That's all you need to know. That's all. <laughs> if anyone's out there, blink twice and keep listening. Blink twice and keep listening. Hey, Teamsters. I'm Carrie M. And I'm Allison. And this is Podcast Without an Audience. Where two friends pick two topics and find intersections. Or not. We are a psychology and history podcast. And by psychology, my background is actually in social work. So I'll be talking about psychology, history, and sociology. And when I say history, I mean anything from people, places, and things to historical events and tragedies. And then we find intersections between our two topics and try and figure out what connects us all. Mm-hmm. New episodes launch every Thursday. You can find us anywhere you find your podcasts. You can also find us on social media at Pod Without an Odd. We're on both Facebook and Instagram. You can email us at podwithoutanodd at gmail.com or find us on the web at podcastwithoutanaudience.com. Join us each week as we discover what connects us all. And if you support us, blink twice. And if you're out there, keep listening. All right, is it time for an... uh honest ad i'd say so okay good i've got one for us this one is titled human seeking understanding i am a young woman though my parents tend to still see me as a child my adhd gets the best of me a lot of the time yet sometimes i wish my family would understand i'm far more responsible than what they think i am when i try to explain to my parents a lot more about myself Specifically my sexuality, abromantic, asexual, they tend to ignore it. 
I haven't even told them I'm Abro or Ace because they wouldn't understand or won't even try to. To them, I'm bi because that's the easiest term I can use without them saying insensitive and probing questions. Even when I finally found a partner, someone who truly understands, my father tends to act condescendingly about it and constantly misgenders and deadnames them. I'm not the perfect little girl they knew growing up, and I can't even express that around them. It kills me how my dad is pushing me away because he's so caught up in his own head to realize that he's ruining his relationship with everyone other than his girlfriend who does not like me and my sisters at all. I just wish anyone would take time to understand me outside of strangers on the internet, you know? Oof. I relate to a lot of what you were saying about the sexuality stuff. I I don't actually know what abromantic means neither did i i did google it and abromantic refer abromantic or abroromantic refers to an individual whose romantic attraction is changing or fluid it can be changes between any romantic identity such as monoromantic multiromantic alloromantic or aromantic spectrum identities cool yeah i never yeah. heard of that thanks for me neither me so we're learning something today. here yeah um, I relate to the feeling of wishing that your parents would see you as someone who knows themselves. And also, I think that, you know, for me, what I've found is that when I talk to people who aren't necessarily interested in understanding all of the academics and ins and outs of the sexuality spectrum, um... I tend to just lean on queer because it does kind of cover everything. And I think that in a lot of ways you can express everything else as part of who you are rather than part of a community. I don't know if that's helpful to you, but I know that for me, you know, with my family, I just say I'm queer or I'm gay, which is kind of an umbrella term that really fits in with them. And, um, and it sucks and it hurts. And I do feel in a lot of ways like people who I really love and respect and care about and I desperately want validation from, uh, they don't trust that I know who I am. And I've been out of the closet for four years. Um, and I'm dealing with some of that right now. And I have to say, like, eventually you will build a life for yourself where the people that you choose to surround yourself with will see you and understand you and, you know, just reinforce the fact that you're valid, how you feel is valid. You're allowed to identify how you want to identify, change if things change. You're just allowed to be yourself. And even though it's really hard right now, I think the fact that it's your immediate family that is really your pain point it it just shows to me that like you have the ability to as you grow and become independent use that to fuel your fight to be independent I know for me everything that got me working got me through school got me moving out to LA the thing that's always driven me is this idea that I'm not helpless to other people's judgments of me and if people aren't going to respect me for who I am I'm going to move somewhere where I am and I have taken four very painful years to get to where I am but I 
I, it gets different and then it gets better. And, and I really believe that. And I think that you're really brave for writing in. And if you just let this fuel your fire, you will find a life for yourself where you're surrounded by people who validate you and respect you. And sometimes you just need to recognize that those people aren't always going to be your family. Sometimes I feel like with my family and my identity, I I'm, feel like I'm watering a dead flower and like crying and frustrated about how I can't get this flower to come back to life. And I'm surrounded by like the most beautiful garden that I've worked so hard to cultivate. You know, <laughs> it's like you just focus on this one thing. So I just want to say you're loved, you're seen, you're valid and keep gardening. Oh my God. Okay. That was the most, okay. One of the most special moments that I think we've ever had on the show. And that's something that like I've, I, I was sitting here thinking like, oh my God, thank God Liz is here. I, I, I've obviously would not be able to relate the way you can and communicate any of those thoughts the way you just did. Um, so I'm glad you did it. Cause I have, yeah. And I, I'm, I agree. I'm very impressed that you wrote this in to us and I'm very glad you did. And to both of you, you two, you and, Liz you and writer like you deserve that garden that you just talked about you know you deserve that and to I don't know it's it's something that I can't relate to personally but I just can't imagine that someone would have the audacity to think that they know you better than you know yourself and I'm clearly clearly those people exist I'm not saying they don't I'm just it's just yeah that's terrible and i'm sorry i can't yeah i don't know can't imagine so zandy you're a big bright flower in my garden oh i'm glad that makes me really happy oh my gosh okay that's it's it's an honor to be what flower flower. would you be i feel like you'd be a daisy a daisy yeah i was i probably would be i don't know my flowers too well but i know what a daisy is and (laughs) i like being a daisy and then Poncho is the dandelions that are like sprouting up everywhere. <laughs> I love that dandelions are so my favorite cute. flower, though. So. Cute, all. Yeah. What are you? I mean, you're the gardener in this example, but like, if you, like you are, I'm sure many people's gardens. What flower are you? I want to say sunflower. I also feel like I'm a little bit of a dandelion. They're like my mm-hmm. favorite flowers, and I love mm-hmm. that they're like resilient and. They don't give a shit. They don't need you to like water them and plant special soil for them and take care of them. They're just like, Mm. I'm here. You can try to get rid of me, but I'm still going to be here. And they change. And there's like this spiritual element of like, you can make a wish on them. And then they like will disappear. They'll have their like low moments. And then spring comes and boom, they're back. (laughs) I love that. I love that. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. I have a little, a little post honest ad clipping let's hear bonus way back when exposed the fake this is from october 28th 1898 from the newton daily republican in newton kansas there has been a mind reader in town for the past week who has been holding seances on west fifth street 
A number of Newton people went to his place a few nights ago and submitted themselves as subjects. And after some trouble, they exposed the fellow as a clever fake. He admitted that he did his mind reading by means of a clever trick, but refused to explain how he did it. And the people themselves were unable to learn his methods. He left town this morning. (laughs) He is long gone. We chased him out. That's cool. It's cool, but also I do feel like they I they must have just bullied him because he didn't Oh, it sounds like give it. It sounds like an angry mob. Yeah, and he didn't give away his secret. They were like, "This is fake. You're a fake liar." And he was like, "Sure." And they were like, "So how did yeah, you do you it?" Say. And he was like, "My lips are sealed. I read minds." And the newspaper was like, "Expose the fake." <laughs> we don't know how he did it, but we're exposing him. <laughs> They didn't even put his name oh in, too. Gosh. They just said, there's been a mind reader in town for the past week. Because <laughs> everyone who reads it is like, oh, yeah, that one, that guy. Like, mm-hmm. I assume they're not more than one. Like, could you imagine if they're, like, competing mind readers? And they're mind like, the one gets mad, like, hey, that wasn't me. Now everyone's going to think that was me. But I wasn't the one run out of town. No. Precisely. That's pretty funny. Precisely. I, love, I love these, like, tr- world of, like, traveling um, mind readers and traveling carts. And then... I love how back in the day in the newspaper, because I read that with um, when I did my whole Lewis Switzer thing, mm-hmm. when uh, I think Lewis, why is it Lewis Switzer? When his brother was in town or something yeah. like that, um, at, from like Ohio, mm-hmm. and it was such a t- to do in the newspaper. It was like, it came all the way, and he loves our f- fair town of Fredonia, and said we are very advanced. <laughs> it's just so cute. I love it. I love old newspapers for stuff like that. I want a shirt that says straight out of Fredonia. Yeah, I also like that. I may or may not. That was like someone who's been to New Orleans said that there was a lady who shot another lady, but we're yes. keeping everyone's identities secret because we have no way of confirming the story. We got our information from a traveling psychic who came through our town. Yeah, seriously. Oh my god! Oh, good stuff. Um. Yeah, I, uh, what I was going to say about Fredonia, though, I'm writing something, a little something, something, trying to get my creative um, juices flowing, and I'm writing something, and the town that it's set in is called Fredonia because of that, oh, yes. um, and the character's last names may or may not be Switzer. Um, Keep your eye out for one of those sexual cowboy novels called Switzers <laughs> in Fredonia, a sensual <laughs> encounter with the cowboy Lewis. Hey, hey, Liz, I write what I know. I write what I know. <laughs> what kind of I know? <laughs> All right. Well, this was fun. This was, this was a fun one. Um, thank you, everyone, uh, for listening. And thank you to the honest ad writer. Um, if you'd like to share your own, either if, if you have clippings you want to share or if your own um, honest ad you'd like to write in, uh, please email us at humanseekinghuman at gmail.com. And you can also check out our Instagram and Twitter at humanseekingpod. And Liz has been killing it with the Instagram game. I feel like I say that every week, but it's always true. Like there are always so many entertaining things that are on there. So many entertaining clippings um, that she finds. And I'm trying to help out. Like I find one entertaining one for every 10 she finds. So uh, she's finding some great stuff. So check it out. Human Seeking Pod. Really good stuff. Heyo. Thank you. Uh, love you all. And 
stay cool, stay hot, stay, just sit, stay, just roll stay. over. Uh, roll over. <laughs> um, we'll see you next week. Until then. Thank you.